How's it going, everybody? This is your host again, Chewie, welcoming you to the latest installment of the podcast titled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. And I am happy that I am once again joined by my good friend, Monica. Hi, guys. How's your... <laughs> you sound a little cheery today. I mean, well... my, 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 my voice is a little uh, ecstatic. Yeah. yeah. I think I have an idea why we're not going to share that with the audience. I think I have a pretty good idea why. But, but um... uh, yeah. <laughs> so am I right? Yes, you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. so that, that's mm-hmm. good enough for me. The audience can go and make their own assumptions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once again, you know, welcome back to the listeners. Uh, we've been having some feedback, some suggestions, questions, and we are taking all this stuff into account. Make sure that our podcast is an entertaining ordeal um, for everyone that's involved in this, whether it's listening or making it. <laughs> so, so uh, as far as my week goes, I have not had as good of a week as Monica has, uh, but <laughs> but uh, I've been doing okay. I've been doing okay. Uh, you know, it's it's going, it's going, it's going. So, um, reminder to our audience: uh, our Facebook is under Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. Our Instagram is under Myths Behind LGDS. All together, no spaces, no underscores, no nothing. And our Twitter is the same as the Instagram, Myths Behind LGDS. And our Gmail is Myths Behind Legends at gmail.com. Okay, and this is uh, where I, I surprise everybody at. <laughs> even, oh, even, not even I know about this surprise. So. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, I don't think. But it, it is something a little new that, that we've been, or that. I've been working on, you know, I have kept Monica a little bit in the dark on this. I, I think I mentioned this to you, but I don't think I actually disclosed it all the way. Mm-hmm. Um, our friend Mariah from the Medium episode, um, she told me about this thing where you can basically, it, it's like a like a classified type of thing where you can post your, what, what, like what you're about, like if you have a, a store, a band, whatever, mm-hmm. and you can post individual links to all your social media accounts. And you can post external links. So if you have, in my case, for example, uh, oh by the way, this this thing is called Linktree, and I th- oh, okay. yeah, I think I had talked to you about this, right? That, that she was gonna help us kind of yes. like develop this thing. So I worked on it. I have it. You know, it's got a neat little background. You know that I uh, found, I edited. You know, I I did my Photoshop skills with a Z, um, <laughs> <laughs> which are very poor. But I mean, I think I did a decent job for someone that has no idea what they're doing. Uh, <laughs> But anyways, on that page, uh, there is, like, you know, of course, our, our anchor profile for the web, for the podcast, excuse me, um, where you, you guys can find all the episodes, you know, in order. You can listen to them on there. You don't, have, you don't have to have Spotify, by the way. I don't think we've made that clear enough because people were asking me, hey, do I have to have Spotify or just YouTube? And I was like, actually, no. You can go directly on the anchor page uh, and find the episodes there and you can listen to them from there. So you don't have to have Spotify or any other outlet for podcasts. You can actually just go in there and, you know, listen to them on there. And actually, that, that's helpful, too, because YouTube ain't paying us for this. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Anchor does, so... Anchor! Uh, <laughs> uh, let me see. I, I had this link saved up somewhere. I need to pull that up from my notes. But in the meantime, another thing that I was working on um, is, I mean, something... For the spirit of Halloween, uh, I developed or I put together a YouTube playlist of uh, horror-themed songs. Nice. So mostly heavy metal, rock stuff, because that's what I—that's my jam, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
there is also a soundtrack from films, you know, some certain selections from soundtracks. For example, the Exorcist music, uh, the Halloween music, you know, from Michael Myers. Um, and then I have some video game soundtrack stuff in there, like Castlevania songs. Uh, there's games from Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street, like, you know, the Freddy Krueger. On the old school Nintendo, I have I put some of that music in there, so, so you guys can go in there. I think I have the song list up with like 80 or 70 songs <laughs> somewhere up there. Uh, uh, so you guys have any suggestions, any songs you might want to see there, uh, by all means. Uh, and before I forget, the all this stuff you can find that on one location, you know, on the link tree, uh, which is actually just go on link tree, <laughs> and uh, it is under myths behind behind LGDS, like the Instagram. So, what is your opinion on all this, Monica? All these developments? I think that's awesome. <laughs> I, I like the idea of a uh, basically endless playlist for <laughs> scary music. <laughs> Imagine that's pretty cool. Just, just put the, that on repeat, and you're set for the whole month. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you have like a quarantine, you know, Halloween party, just you know, put that on play, and you don't have to worry about it for the rest of the night. Yeah, and like I said, I, I'm 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 thinking of new songs. Cause I, when I started the list, I think I, I had like 30, 40 songs, and over mm -hmm. the like the past week or so, I've been adding like four or five songs every day. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, if you have any suggestions, Monica, I go over through the list. I mean, you might not know all the songs in there, probably none of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, if you can think of any scary songs or any scary music or for movies or, or I don't know stuff like that, you can let me know, and I can put it on there for our audience. Sounds good. All right, so. Um, Moving to um, less happy news, our guest that we had planned for tonight was not able to join us tonight, mm -hmm. unfortunately, but you know me, I'm always prepared for contingencies. Um, I have a backup plan for all this, uh, and it's gonna... Actually, I, I thought, you know, since I, I just thought about this on the spot when you told me he couldn't make it, mm -hmm. I was like, you know what, I'll do this, and then I'll ask the audience to help us out. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I want to get the audience more, a little bit more involved. And, and this is part of the, the stuff that we're developing. Like, uh, Monica and I have been speaking about finding ways to bring the audience, you know, might make it more interactive, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I guess this will be the pilot for that. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that works. Yeah. All right. And, um, oh, one piece of news that I did want to share with you guys. Um, I'm bringing back the news segment. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shudder, the online horror streaming service. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they are doing uh, drive-in movies in select cities across the U.S. I think only three or four cities, though, not too many. So if you are not close to those cities, please, well, <laughs> you know, you're, you're out of luck. Uh, mm -hmm. But uh, starting on October 29th, it's going to go with three three nights: the 29th, 30th, and of course Halloween night. And uh, they're going to do uh, not only project the movies on a drive-in <clears throat> theater, but they're also going to do interactive stuff. So they're going to have like stuff going on around you mm -hmm. as you're watching the movie. That's awesome. So like someone's going to like knock on your window or, or <laughs> some, something. Like, I, I thought that's pretty cool. What do you think? I think it's awesome. I think there's places here too, um, like I think in Riverside and uh, I forgot the other city. Um, LA also, they're doing like... Um, these like drive-in uh, Halloween haunted roads, I guess, because it's kind of like a haunted house, but you drive in, into it with your car. Oh, so okay. like they decorate like the streets and stuff like that, and they do all types of things. Um, so I'll figure out what where those are, what they're called, and then I'll put them on the next episode. Cool, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, 
and one of those movies they're going to show, I think they're going to show all original content, like their, their own movies. Oh, cool. Um, one of them is the movie Host, which I've heard good things about, and I will tell you why I brought that movie up at the end of the episode. Mm. Um, so that movie is Host, and it is uh, this information I found in bloodydisgusting.com. And oh, one more thing. I'm excited about this because I'm a kid at heart. Uh, <laughs> General Mills Cereals, uh, they have a giveaway on their Insta account. Uh, basically, just go in their Insta account, read what it's about, but the prizes are three like uh, sculptures of Count Chocula, Booberry, or Frankenberry. Nice. And they look pretty pimp, if you ask me. I don't know. <laughs> I was like, where can I buy this because I want it for my, like, for my house, you know? <laughs> Uh, at least the Count Chocula, because you know he's a vampire and he's pretty cool. Yeah, so cool. Uh, yeah, the other guys are like, eh. But, but if I could at least get Count Chocula, you know, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Alright, so uh, having that out of the way for now, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment, which is the movie synopsis. And which movie are we doing, by the way? <laughs> we are doing A Haunting in Connecticut. Yay! Woo! <laughs> and this was the movie that we were gonna originally feature in the medium episode, but uh, given the intensity and the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the content, the content of that episode, we had to put that on hold. But uh, we are doing that tonight for you guys, so we hope you enjoy it. Monica, so as you mentioned, we are discussing The Haunting in Connecticut. What do you think about this movie? I liked it. I mean, I th I've, I've seen it before. I saw it a while back. Um, and I, I thought it was really interesting. When I first saw it, I did get scared. This time I didn't because I already knew what to expect. Um, but it was, it was good. I liked it. It's a good movie. I When I watched it for this... Uh, I, I, the first time that I saw it, I liked it, and this, this time that I saw it again, I, I was like, mm, I thought it was a little better than this. I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, mm -hmm. but I think I remember it being a little bit better, at least in, in my opinion, because uh, when I saw it, I think when it came out, like, you know, 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was a good movie, like, and then I saw it, I hadn't seen it maybe in like seven years, because I saw it again after the first time. Mm -hmm. So this is like the third or fourth time that I've seen it ever, and I, I was like, I thought it was a little more exciting than this, but I mean, I guess it was just my memory. I think it's because, like, when this movie came out, there weren't that many movies like it out there. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking that's what it was. Honestly, I don't know for sure. Like, I'm pretty sure during that time, a bunch of, like, possession movies came out. We just got used to it now. So now that we see it, it's not new. It's not exciting. And so it's, like, not scary anymore. It's, like, we've already seen it because we've seen already, like, 15, 20 movies the same with the same plot. Yeah. So, you know, back then it was cool, but now it's like, it's it's good. I'm not sure if this movie came out before Insidious, which I think is another great great movie. Um, I, think, I think that might have been before. I think so, right? Yeah. Because when I, I saw Insidious in the theater, and that one was, I, I didn't get scared, but I, I got freaked out in a couple of scenes here and there. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was a good movie to watch in the theater. Uh, and I've mm -hmm. seen it a few times after that since, and, and I've liked it, but I haven't seen it, I want to say, in like at least six, seven years. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but going back to the haunting in Connecticut, um, let's go over our characters real quick. Just you know, just a, a little one sentence summary of each, I guess. 
mm-hmm. uh, Sarah is the mom, right? The, yes. the the main lady in the house. Um, she is quite pretty. Um, <laughs> she is my crush for tonight until a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, she's the mom. Like, like you know, the the pretty much the head of the house, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter is the dad, and he seems like a good guy, you know. But he's got some problems with, I think, drinking, right? It's, it's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he seems like a good guy. I mean, he doesn't seem like someone that's uh, too bad. But I mean, there's one scene in the movie where he kind of does a little like damage but uh mm-hmm. and then of course matt who is uh basically the epicenter of the whole series of paranormal events that happen in, in the movie uh is also a cancer pa- cancer patient correct mm-hmm. yes uh okay and then wendy who is matt's cousin and he's sorry she is like helping out matt's parents around the house and uh, you know while he recovers mm-hmm. uh billy is the younger brother mm-hmm. mary is the younger sister of Wendy, which is the cousin, so she's also mm-hmm. a cousin to to the the guys. Yeah. Um, Reverend, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Popescu or something like that. The the priest guy. Uh huh. He's also a cancer patient. He meets Matt in one of the clinics or one of the treatments, and he helps him out with the supernatural events. Mm-hmm. Mr. Aikman is the former owner of the house, and he conducted seances there for you know for his guests. Uh-huh. And he did some, like, weird stuff to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Creepy stuff. <clears throat> to the dead bodies of people, more specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we have Jonah, who is the assistant to Mr. Eggman, and he is a powerful medium. So he's the one that helps Mr. Eggman do the seances way back when. Yeah. I think the 30s, no, 40s? Mm, yeah. It was, like, old, old. Like, it might have been back, way back in the day. Yeah, it might have been even earlier than that. So, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so... Basically, the the movie deals with Matt's cancer diagnosis, and, and uh, the main reason why they move into that house is because it's closer to the hospital. Yeah. For his treatments. So, uh, one time they're driving to the hospital, whatever, and, and sorry, they're driving home from the hospital, and mm-hmm. he starts feeling bad, and and so she goes back and finds a house. Uh, she rents it out, and the guy's like, I'll give you the first month for free if you just move in, like, right now, whatever. Yeah. Um, which to me is kind of a red flag. I don't know about you. It is. It's like, why? The fact that she was able to find it so fast, too, I was like, mm, I don't know about this. It's a little sketch. Yeah, and then first month for free. But I, I think, to to the guy's credit, I think he did tell her, like, a little bit about the history of the house. Yeah, that it was like a... Well, wasn't it like a, a funeral home or something? It before, was a funeral right? home, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. That is correct. So, uh, I mean, I guess she knew. And then the the father finds out and he gets all upset about it. Like, what the hell? Like, what were you thinking? Like, you know? Yeah. Because they're also broke. Like, they, they're, like, struggling because they've been paying for the treatment. So, they're, like, tight with cash. And then this chick just gets a house out of nowhere. They had talked about it, but... She made an executive de- decision, as she said in the movie. That's right. She does say that. Mm-hmm. So, um, for anyone that's in doubt, the woman wears pants, guys. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they move into the house, and then weird stuff starts happening little by little. The main person that starts seeing, like, you know, stuff is, of course, Matt. Mm-hmm. Because he chooses the room in the basement to be his, like, his room, and, and, of course, that's the room where the funeral home stuff is yeah i mean it's locked behind this door but eventually he finds a way in mm-hmm. he starts you know again seeing you know the, the ghosts and everything and then in one of his treatments he meets the, the reverend uh Popescu, nicholas i think his name is mm-hmm. 
so he tells him, you know, hey, uh, it's it's because you know we're in, in a different point. What what is? He said something along the lines of, we get to see things that other people don't see because we're in a special place or something like that. Like basically like standing between life and death, kind of. Yeah, uh huh. And that's what I thought. Like, I mean, that the reason why he was so sensitive to all that stuff is because he's basically like. He is on that like little limbo, you know, like he's he's maybe about to die, mm-hmm. so like he can see ghosts and stuff like that, cause like he's like he's like you said in that threshold between life and death. So, yeah. Yeah. So then, uh, Matt starts acting weird with his little brother, and mm-hmm. the the children, you know, the, the younger children, his brother and his little cousin Mary, they find a box with pictures, right, of, of like dead bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they're playing hide, I, had, they're, I think they're playing hide and seek. Oh, what's wrong with you today? I can't speak. <laughs> uh, you were gonna say hat and seek. I, I know, right? <laughs> so uh, they're playing hide and seek. I, I think at one point in the movie, and the kids find this, like I think, in the attic or in the basement. I can't remember which one. Mm-hmm. Um, so they find these pictures, and that's when they start to understand, hey, something's been happening, or something happened in this house a while back. The cousin Wendy. She tells him that well, I will to, I will to the library and, and research this stuff, right? <laughs> <laughs> and oh, the library. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like old school. Uh, yeah. I, I miss going to the library, by the way. Same, me too. <laughs> Something special about walking in these like aisles of books and uh, smelling the old books. Yeah. It's the best. I miss that too. How nerdy are we, my friend? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So everyone's like, what books? What, what are books? What, what is that? Uh, what's the library? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I pity the fool who has no idea what the library is. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she goes to the library. She finds out information about the house that, you know, this guy Eggman used to live there. And she finds out that during one of his seances, the people that were there all died. And then the, the assistant, Jonah, disappeared. More stuff starts happening. And they, they call the Reverend, like uh, Wendy and Matt. They don't even ask the parents. For permission, yeah. I don't think so. They they call him like, hey, let's call this guy because something weird is happening in this house. And he comes in and he starts telling them, oh, you know, uh, this guy was uh, like a necromancer. He practiced black magic to do the seances, to amplify the seances, I believe he said. Yeah. Um, so that it would be easier for ghosts to manifest themselves or for them to contact the the medium Jonah. And then the mom comes back home and she pretty much kicks the guy out, <laughs> the priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Matt's having like some sort of episode. Basically, what happens is is stuff starts getting more intense. The mom ends up calling the the priest guy back because like there's like noises and and everyone's freaked out about what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes in and finds a box of of uh, what was it eyelids? Yeah, it was eyelids. Mm-hmm. That's a little creepy. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and he's touching it. Oh, these are eyelids, and I thought he was gonna like. Eat it like a chip or something. Yeah, me too. I was like, <laughs> gross. Yeah, but so he finds that, and uh, you know, he he takes it out of the house, and he's like, oh, the house is cleansed now. You know, you guys are okay, right? Yeah. And so they think everything is okay now. You know, uh, so as the priest uh, guy is, is driving away from the house, he sees an apparition of Jonah the medium mm-hmm. in his back seat, and then stuff starts happening in the house again. Yeah. Uh, and they realize that that uh, hey, I think I messed up. I think uh, I took the protection. Yeah, because Jonah was trying to protect the family. So the priest goes back. At this point, Matt went to the hospital mm-hmm. uh, because he's starting to feel even worse. 
he escapes the hospital. <laughs> yeah. He goes back to the house and it looks like he's gonna kill his cousin at one point. Mm-hmm. He just walks in with his like with, I think it was an axe. Yeah. And she's like, "What are you doing?" Like, no, like, and she and he like swings at her, but he like not at her, but at a wall behind her. Mm-hmm. And he finds all these dead bodies between the walls, like you know, behind the the, <laughs> the, yeah. the you know the walls, I guess the wood. And they're like all over the house. Like there's like yeah tens, maybe hundreds of bodies there everywhere. The owners of the eyelids. Yes. And not only that, but I don't think we've mentioned that they had, like, carvings in their skin, like, letters or symbols. Yeah. It was some type of spell or something, like, basically to trap them in the house. Like, to trap their spirits in the house for whatever it was that they were doing. Yeah, so they could help the the medium guy uh, reach the other side a little easier, I think that was the reason they gave. I think so, yeah. Uh, So, Matt sets the house on fire because he realizes that's the only way that all this stuff can end. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pretty much decides to die in the house by himself, but his mom pulls him up at the last minute. The firefighters revive him, and then the final scenes of the movie is uh, him uh, recovering. You know, his cancer is gone, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, so basically, it's kind of a happy ending for everybody because his cancer even goes away, right? Yeah. So he becomes healed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a pretty straightforward movie. There's nothing too much going on behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it's all there for you. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me or not. Yeah, I mean, I do. I, I think, like I said before, I guess when I first saw it, um, the twists and turns were unexpected. Now I kind of knew what was going to happen. Even though I hadn't seen it in a long time, I didn't even remember. I thought there was more of that like ectoplasm stuff. Because there's that scene where they're doing like the little seance and stuff, and I remember that being the the main thing that attracted me to that movie. But mm-hmm. they don't really show much of it. Like it's just kind of like a, a small clip, and that's it. They focus more on the bodies and like what the guy was doing to the bodies, and basically forcing that kid Jonah to help out because he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then him like you know being trapped and basically burning to death you know he was all crispy and shit at the end so <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's not a bad movie it was good um and yeah it is straight to the point like it's not it doesn't have too many everything connects i guess that's what i'm trying to say yeah because uh sometimes uh, i don't know it, it seems like movies try to go out of their way to um maybe throw in like some red herrings here and there to like confuse the audience but th- this one's all pretty straightforward i mean i don't think there's a lot of stuff or anything really that that will make anyone second guess anything that's happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- that was pretty much the the whole movie in in, in one segment here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my opinion would be that like you, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I I would have liked to see more of the medium stuff. I mean, I guess because I'm a freak. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, because you see the trailer to the movie, and that's like the like the main like point of the, of the trailer. Like that's like you know yeah. that, that, that guy like. Uh, I don't want to say spitting out the ectoplasm, but it's like coming out of his mouth. Yeah, that's like the, where they put the spotlight on, and then you see the movie, and it doesn't really, you know, show much about that. So, uh, I mean, I would have preferred to have more of an explanation of what the seance was for, because they don't even say what it's for, really. Like, it's just like, they're just people hanging out, basically having some kind of dinner party. <laughs> but the main show is the freaking, like, guy throwing up ectoplasm or whatever. Or like contacting spirits, so it doesn't really go into depth into into that part, and I wish it would, because I feel like that's the most interesting part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Besides, like the creepy that the guy, the doctor's 
guy is doing to the bodies, right? But, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was okay. <laughs> in, a <fir> <laughs> in a first for us, I mean, because we've, we've given uh, ratings on the, on the scare meter for the villains, but mm -hmm. uh, just uh, whatever you want to use, stars, moons, uh, bats, which is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how many of your units do you give the movie as a whole, like, like as a critic or, or as, as an experience? Like the movie, like what do you think? Is, would you recommend this movie to somebody? Like, uh, I mean, I would say it's, like, it's five bats for me. So I think that it's not a bad movie, but I, maybe for someone who doesn't watch this type of stuff, it would be a, a decent movie to watch because... I, and I think we've mentioned this before in other episodes, I've become desensitized already with like scary movies. So <laughs> to me, this was kind of like, it was it was okay, but it wasn't, I was, ex I, I wanted to see more like messed up things, I guess. And, and that's messed up of me, but <laughs> <laughs> the way it is now, you know? Yeah. So it was entertaining, but it was not scary and it, really anymore. So yeah, five five bats for me, I think. I think you had a problem, but uh, <laughs> it might actually. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I would say yeah, also a five, but I'm thinking about my units. I want to say zombies, five zombies, out All of right. <laughs> out of uh, ten. Uh, it's a decent movie, I guess. Uh, maybe for for someone that's younger, a little younger, and you want to get yeah. started in, in horror, maybe like someone that's not like maybe like ten, eleven years old, you know. Even then, that's a that's a long shot because t little ten year olds are watching messed up today. Like yeah. you know, yeah. be like, oh, this is nothing. Like I don't know, I know what right. you're talking about. Okay, guys. Yeah. So um, in Monica's opinion, your toddlers need to watch this movie because <laughs> <laughs> you know why not get them started at an early age? You know exactly. <laughs> toddlers. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're gonna come back with our next segment, which. Um, we're gonna fuse a couple of things together, but uh, we'll catch you there in a minute. Okay, so this episode is a first for many things for us. Um, you guys all know how I like to hog my spotlight. <laughs> this is, you know, like my, my, my dream is to be the center of attention. Of course. Because I am a Leo, so I am a drama queen, biatch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but in this first, uh, I will uh, share. I will not see the spotlight to Monica. I'm not, not going to give it away completely to her. But I will share the, the spotlight with her for tonight on this our academic segment of the night. Okay. In which we're going to discuss, uh, what exactly are we discussing, Monica? So, this movie says it's based on a true story, right? Mm -hmm. So, that's what we're going to talk about. Um, I did some research, and it's not good for this family, you know? Because apparently, um, these people, the actual, the name of the actual family was the Snedeker family. And this was in 1986. And I guess the renting of the house is actually true, but the whole ghosts and demons and stuff like that um was actually debunked kind of not not entirely but so people lived there before and it was a funeral parlor and everything but nobody else had any reports of like 
supernatural things except for this family. Mm -hmm. So this I got from Life Science. Um, and it's basically saying that this whole thing started by the eldest seeing the ghosts and terrifying visions. And then from there, all those, uh, you know, the creepy stuff started happening to the rest of the family members and it got worse. Um, apparently, both parents said that they were raped and sodomized by demons. So one day it says, Carmen mopped the kitchen floor, the water suddenly turned to blood or blood red and smelled of decaying flesh. And that's, do we see that in the scene where she's cleaning the basement, you know, for the son, like, and then he sees the blood. So the original story was that the mom actually saw it, not the, not the son. Okay. So another thing is that they ended up contacting a pair of self-styled demonologists or ghost hunters. And this is Ed and Lorraine Warren. So these are the same people that we see in Annabelle. It's the, 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 the man and the right? wife, the, the conjuring too. Yeah. Uh-huh. So these people like actually went to this house and they were trying to find you know what was going on with it they didn't really find anything and this one guy he was like a writer so this this one dude decided to write a book about all this stuff and what ed and lorraine told them was to basically add some stuff in there to sensationalize it and make it scary because nothing scary actually happened in the house <laughs> while they were there wow yeah so uh let me see I'm going through my notes, guys. Let me let me let me look through this a little <laughs> bit. Apparently, the the house in Amityville too. Um, it says there have been numerous claims by people who lived in the house both before and after the Snedeker family that there have never been any evil entities in the house. So these people also went to to the Amityville or Amityville house, right? For that the Amityville horror movie is based on, mm -hmm. and apparently that one was also not nothing was really going on there. And the novelist was actually Ray Garden, and he was contracted to write a book called In a Dark Place um, with the Warrens and the Snedekers. And that's the book that, that he actually wrote about the, the haunting in Connecticut house. Uh -huh. So if anybody, anybody wants to read it, that's what it's called. And it basically tells you what happened, but it, there's some stuff that they threw in there to kind of make it a little bit more creepy because it, like I said, it really wasn't. So yeah. Uh, my takeaway from all of this, uh, it's my turn back in the spotlight, thank you. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, well, uh, takeaway from, from the information you just shared with us. Number one, so basically, it, it's, I mean, we all know that when something is quote-unquote based on a true story, it's not really entirely true. Mm -hmm. Because, for example, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie has that in the beginning and out to my recollection none of that stuff even remotely happened mm -hmm. i mean there might have been a, a, a serial killer somewhere in texas in that, that, that time period but it wasn't like that you know or, or mm -hmm. you know so it's always embellished in some way or another um embellished doesn't necessarily have to mean they're lying but in this case apparently they are they are lying you know uh, according to to the notes you have because the warrants mm -hmm. told this guy what's what's the name ray uh, yeah, Ray Garden. Mm -hmm. So they told this guy to, uh, yeah, man, just take the stories and, and add your own stuff and, and just, you know, mm -hmm. make, make yeah, it. Yeah, so, <laughs> mm -hmm. well, so, so what they said is that, like, the Ed and Lorraine told the guy, like, Ray, they were like, hey, you know, these people are crazy, so just make some stuff up because, like, that's what they want. And so the, the, the idea was maybe that these people were either after money or just, like, fame or something. So, yeah, unfortunately nothing happened <laughs> the warrants to save face rather than say i mean according to what you're, you're telling us uh, uh -huh. 
to save face or like instead of admitting hey you know what i don't think that anything paranormal happened in this house ever they're mm -hmm. like well let's just uh make something up yeah <laughs> you know so make it scary yeah uh i don't want to rag on them too much because uh it's it's not my place to tell anyone to believe or not believe in, in stuff like that mm -hmm. uh, like we've mentioned before I, I do believe in supernatural stuff uh i'm sure they did it you know in, in their own capacity Mm -hmm. uh, I want to think that a lot of their stuff was done in the spirit of truth and, and no pun intended, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, but, I mean, like, trying to find stuff that actually happened that they couldn't explain through conventional means and then maybe, okay, then something that's not of this world is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, in this case, it wasn't. And I'm not trying to, again, rag on them, but, but I mean, drama sells. It does. You know, drama sells. Uh, if you're not uh, dramatic enough, if you're not violent enough, if there's no blood or <laughs> or anything like that, I mean, your story is just not gonna sell. Yeah. You know? And by sell, I don't mean necessarily money, but but uh, it, it, it kind of adds to the credibility, I guess. If you make a story a little bit more violent and bloody, I mean, uh, people are drawn to that, like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Us, for yeah. example. Yeah. Like us freaks, Monica and myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I want to think that, that in some capacity, I mean, yeah, like, uh, you know, the, the, their investigations might have had elements of, of uh, fantasy, let's call it that. Yeah, it seemed like they, when they were interviewed that most of their stories didn't really mesh together, like they didn't, they didn't actually... They didn't sync enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh -huh. So then that's kind of why they were like, well, maybe, you know, what they're saying maybe didn't happen or whatever and then I, I did miss this note too so apparently according to you know this same site well this is actually from atlasobscura.com uh so it says that the son had schizophrenia drug abuse and admitted to some of the evil stuff that was going on around the house and the family had also reported sexual attacks apparitions and personality changes in their son and what he had was hodgkin's disease is that a form of cancer that's like, a form of cancer, cancer? yeah mm -hmm. right okay there yeah hodgkin's mm -hmm. Lymphoma, I think it's called. Uh huh. Um, okay, so according to that second source of yours, the the son was diagnosed as schizophrenic. Mm hmm. So that could account for some of the personality changes. Yes. Um, I'm giving my, my opinion as an amateur psychologist here. <laughs> <laughs> I went to college, guys. I mean, I'm, I'm not completely dumb. Hello. Um, as he's mentioned like a thousand times. <laughs> uh, that's my catchphrase. I went to college. I should make that into a shirt. You should. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, based on what I've read, I mean, I, I haven't kept up with a lot of stuff since I finished school, but um, one of the symptoms of schizophrenia is, is losing touch with reality. So that might have been one of the things that, you know, if he's having mood swings, if he's, like, acting like a different person, yeah. uh, that might be the number one explanation to all of this. So, okay. Mm -hmm. My other takeaway from that is that you mentioned the, the, the parents, right? Yeah. The parents were sexually assaulted by demons. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't move out of the house. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no offense to these people, right? But, like, if, if I was sexually assaulted by a ghost or a demon or whatever, dude, I would be out that same night. I would not stay there. I would run out the door. With, <laughs> I would leave all my shit behind, too. Like, I would just go. Like, no way that I'm staying in the house if something like that's going on. Well, um... Depending, Anna. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> if the demon was attractive, yeah. according to Chewy, maybe he might consider staying around. If it looks like Scarlett Johansson, I mean, 
no, but like in, in all seriousness, I mean, it, let's just leave the sexual part of it. But it, okay, let's say that you're, you're quote unquote being beaten up by a demon. Let's say something's hitting you, like, okay. like hitting you mm -hmm. across the face, you know, like uh, punching you in the gut, whatever. To me, that, that that's that's kind of a sign or a signal for me to just GTFO. Yeah. Plus, they were renting, so yeah. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not your house, you know. You can always, yeah. just, you know. And the the important thing to keep in mind is is uh, you said that nobody before or after that family living in the house reported any kind of supernatural activity, correct? Nope. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, according to these sources. Yeah, according to these sources. So, so if we go by what they're saying, I don't know. Maybe they like having a party at night. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Uh, I'm not gonna judge. I mean, people are into freaky stuff these days, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know. So, tweets their own, different strokes, mm -hmm. different folks. Uh, whatever you wanna do <laughs> in in the yeah. comfort of your bedroom, as long as it's consensual. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. Go go to town. Um, <laughs> so, to conclude with this segment, Monica, uh, what what do you say about all this? Like, do you think there there might have been even like an inch of truth to all of this, or it's just all completely made up? I mean, if the son did have schizophrenia, like, I mean, I know that a lot of the signs of possession align with symptoms of schizophrenia. So, like, yeah, I mean, it'd be scary, you know, to see your son doing weird shit like that. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, I, I mean, I would be scared. But the thing is, like, if that was happening to me too, not just my son, you know, like, if, like, I was being attacked by ghosts and stuff, like... I don't understand how they would have stayed. I just don't get it. Like, I would have left. So the fact that they waited it out for so long, you know, that kind of, to me, is suspicious. And we see that a lot. You know, there's a lot of, there's shows where, like, they talk about, like, houses being possessed and, like, poltergeists and stuff like that. So, and people are still living there. They just deal with it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why? Just go. Just leave. Like, I know, I know times are hard, but Jesus, like, I don't know. Whatever might have happened should have a, a reasonable explanation, like you know, a logical yeah. explanation. Mm -hmm. um, especially in cases like this, where, where you mentioned the stories don't don't sync up enough. Um, there's discrepancies. There's weird stuff like, yeah, I, I'm being touched by a demon, but I'm not gonna leave this house. Right. Uh, I mean, like I said, people are freaks, but um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not judging here. Uh, no. But but I want to say that that stuff happened to them but it was basically if we're gonna go with the psychological thing it, it might have been connected to the, the son's mental illness yeah mm -hmm. uh, I agree. so uh, you know if he started acting weird or, or speaking in tongues whatever i mean i think it had to do more with that than anything else uh-huh so that's my conclusion for this i mean my, my expert opinion Okay, Monica, so as we mentioned, our guest for tonight was not able to make our appointment. Mm -hmm. And I believe you're going to have a word with him about that. Oh, uh, oh yeah, he will hear from me. <laughs> so, uh, full disclosure, uh, we, we were going to have a uh, tarot reader, correct? 
Yes. Uh, uh, someone that's gonna read the cards for me again because Monica's a little bit um, not Don't into that. talk smack. Yeah, not, not into that. <laughs> I, well, I'm not talking smack, my friend. I'm just explaining to the audience the, the reasoning for this. Right. Uh, but I'm okay with it. I've had it done to myself before. The card reading. Don't get ideas, guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you might remember that I had an experience, and if you haven't, I'll just recap real quick. A few years ago, I was apparently cursed by an ex-girlfriend of mine. Mm -hmm. uh, she did some stuff to me to make me sick and stuff like that, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, I ended up going to a, a curandera, which is like a witch doctor person. And she did her thing, and within like an hour or two, I was feeling like back to my old self. I was the same because I, I was feeling like crap for like a week or over a week and almost two weeks actually so this person did her thing she healed me you know in her own way and it worked and that's why i, I can't say that this stuff isn't real because it happened to me yeah you no know, prior to that visit i had gone to medical doctors and they could not find anything wrong with me but i was still feeling like crap you know yeah uh, and it wasn't until she did her thing that i within hours I, I'm, I'm telling you you know like within an hour or two i was already back to my old self i was eating again i was sleeping fine again so anyways um, one of the things she told me, I don't think I told you this before. She told me to get a, a card or a deck of tarot cards, excuse me, mm -hmm. for protection. Right? And I was like, well, I don't know how to read that stuff. Like, I mean, I have no idea. And, and this is full disclaimer. I have no idea how to do this. I'm not claiming to be a tarot card reader. Uh -huh. um, she's like, no, I mean, but as long as you have it, it'll like, you know, like, like you'll know when to use it, right? She yeah. told me, right? And I'm not going to lie. I mean, a, a few times since that happened, this happened about 10 years ago. I was about 25, 26. Um, all of a sudden, I might be just watching TV or, or, you know, playing a game or watching YouTube, whatever. And I feel like, let me see what's up, you know? So <laughs> this has happened maybe like a handful of times in, in the whole span of 10 years, you know? Uh -huh. uh, so I... I pulled out the cards and I just laid them out in any way that I could think of because I'm again I'm, I'm not a card reader like I, I cannot do this if you ask me to do this for you I can't do it you know like yeah <clears throat> but those few times that I've done it I I, I just kind of laid out the cards in, in whatever way I could think of and, and just like and I was able to see something I guess or, or think that I saw something and that kind of made me feel a little at ease, you know, so so if it's just all in my head, I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, I, I'm fine with admitting that. I'm not saying that I actually saw the future or anything. But uh, it made me feel at ease, you know, at least in my mind. So so whatever works for, for you know, if that makes you feel yeah. better, you know. Um, so the point of that story is that I am going to set up these cards okay. uh, according to a tutorial that I found on YouTube. Um, because... I cannot stress this enough. Disclaimer: I am not a card reader. I cannot do this for anybody. I, don't call me to read your future because I can't do this. You know, I'm not claiming to be able to do this. So, just making that perfectly clear for everyone. Okay. Okay. So, Monica, you know me. I, I found the the prettiest girl tutorial on YouTube. You know because. Of course. <laughs> why would I go to an old guy if I can have a little uh, eye candy for myself? Uh, but anyways. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> so right now, uh, by the way. Another first for us. We, uh, I'm going to record this separately, like on, on my phone, and I'm gonna try my hardest to multitask because I have only two hands. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I am holding the camera and a microphone for that camera for the the phone, 
in one hand and I'm gonna try to shuffle the cards with another and set them <laughs> according to the layout that is called the Celtic Cross which is the, the, the traditional uh, tarot card I've never done this like when and like I said in those times that I've done it like which has been the maybe like four or five times this whole ten year span uh, but that's like the default kind of thing because when I've had uh -huh. my cards read by other people that's the one they do okay so I'm gonna use that and I'm gonna encourage anybody in the audience if you know anybody or if you yourself have any talent doing this I'm gonna post a picture mm -hmm. on the insta and Monica's gonna do it on Twitter probably hopefully yeah uh, <laughs> so if anybody out there knows what this means for me because I'm doing this for me right I I'm not yes gonna include Monica in this uh, I'm gonna encourage anybody to you guys are more than welcome to email us slide into our DMs comment whatever it is uh, share your interpretations of this how's that sounds good all right and i am doing this because one we have to fill the void that you guys left <laughs> uh, but i mean i want to make it clear like i'm doing this respectfully i'm not doing this to make fun of this i'm not doing this to to like you know just be rude or anything I, i'm doing this because it, it's basically what he was going to do for us anyways yeah for one and two i, I want to see if the audience can get involved you know like i, I want to make sure that the audience has a chance to start getting a little bit more interactive content from us mm -hmm. you know so that that was my point like my point was hey if somebody out there sees the picture that we're gonna post or the video and they have an idea of what this all might mean for me by all means let, let us know mm -hmm. you know and again stressing that point enough i'm not doing this out you know to be disrespectful or be like you know uh, you know play a joke or anybody or anything so uh, here it goes. I'm gonna start shuffling the cards, and I'm gonna not shuffle with the traditional because again, I only have one hand available. <laughs> uh, so I, I am on the video. You're gonna see my my Vegas uh, dealer, blackjack dealer skills. Uh, <laughs> wow! I'd probably get fired, like within <laughs> within five minutes of doing this in Vegas. I'd be like, they'd be like, nah, guy, nah, just go home, dude. Like, it's not gonna work out. Yeah, no, just uh, go eat at a soup chick soup kitchen or something um uh so okay I i'm just basically just like piling the cards on top of each other like in bundles or whatever mm -hmm. so hopefully that'll be enough i mean i know i know how to do like the little cool dealer like you know shuffle yeah. thing but i i can't do that right now because i'm recording mm -hmm. and unfortunately i don't have a tripod for my phone so i can't do that so but, if anybody wants to send chewy a tripod you know um, for his phone yeah, donations are always welcome, guys. Uh, I'm not gonna <laughs> say no to money. Uh, you know, if it's in the or spirit. Gifts. Yeah. <laughs> or what? Gifts. Oh, yeah, gifts. Yeah. Regalos. I thought you said kids. I'm like, whoa, like, I don't want. <laughs> like, I mean, a kid is a gift. Uh, I mean, you can <laughs> think about it that way, yeah. yeah. You can think about it that way, maybe. <laughs> um, so, okay, I'm almost done here. I just gotta. I started sweating, by the way. That's weird. Wow. Remember You're what there. happened with the Mariah thing? I started sweating yeah. also and I got like super tired. Uh, I think I just need to drink more tequila, but okay, I'll do that in a minute. I think you need water, not tequila. <laughs> <laughs> My tequila has ice. Okay. So, okay. Alright, that'll be it for that. Um, okay, I'm just gonna put my hand on this and just like focus my energy. So according to the tutorial from, from my eye candy tutor, um, she said that that um, if the cards are upside down, it changes their meaning. So uh, whatever that means for anyone that's that's got more experience in this than I do, if that means anything to you guys, 
you want to explain that to us, I mean, that'd be cool. So, we're going to draw the first card. And this is going to be, like, what they call the situation. You know, like, the current situation. Like, my current, like, life and my, my whatever, you know. So, and I, I, I'm going to put this face down for now. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to wait till we finish the spread to turn him back one at a time. Alright. Okay. So that'll be the first one. Uh, the second card is a challenge. And I'm doing this, I'm doing this in my bed, so <laughs> excuse the mess, guys. <laughs> Looks a little messy, but I mean, I cleaned up as best as I could for now. So the second card would be actually this goes here. On top, it's kind of on top of the other one. Like that. That's what they call the challenge. Okay. And then... This guy right here will be the basis. Whatever these words mean, I honestly have no idea, guys. And, and again, if you can't explain this to us, by all means, that's what we're doing this for. Right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So this will be the basis. Uh, this guy right here will be the past. So that's the fourth card right there. And then the present card, which is going to be up here somewhere. Uh, let me see. Right there. That'll be my past card. Then uh, my near future goes over here somewhere, like that. Can you see this from your, where you're sitting? I don't know. I cannot see a thing. Okay, so you're just seeing my beautiful face. Okay. Yes. Um, <laughs> you'll get to see the video on YouTube. Don't worry. Sweet. Okay. So then, uh, this one is my power card. That sounds exciting. Um, and then this one here is the effect I have on others, apparently. And then number nine would be my hopes and fears concerning this situation of mine. And then the last card would be the outcome. So the possible outcome, I guess, or, or the future, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the, the setup looks like that, kind of. I mean, I, I'm not sure if it's completely centered or whatever. Probably not, but um, okay. So we're turning uh, around. We're turning over the first card. The fool, huh? Mm. I feel like a fool right now. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm doing this, but because of my current life situation, you know, like where I'm yeah. at. Not because I'm <laughs> what I'm doing right now. But uh, okay, so that's the situation. It's it's the okay. the fool, you know. And I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you before we, you know, go on. Mm. Okay, so then the second card would be the challenge, and it's a guy holding a whole bunch of sticks. I don't know what that what? means. <clears throat> okay. Uh huh. Uh, all right, and then the basis, which is card number three. It's a sad-looking guy looking at some like spilled wine or something in some cups. Uh, the past, which is a lady blindfolded holding two swords. That looks ominous. Uh, actually, the guy with the the emo-looking guy looks ominous as well. Um, then this one over here. Oof. My good old friend the devil showed up. Oh. But he's upside down. What does that mean? Uh, well, according to the tutor person that I saw, uh, that means that the meaning of the card is reversed. Okay. So if it's a bad card and it's upside down, it becomes good. If it's a good card and it's upside down, it becomes bad. Okay. I want to think that the devil is bad, so... Since he's upside down, I want to say that he's a good guy, good guy now, so... Okay. At least for this situation. Um, my near future would be right there. Uh, 
which is a uh, uh, blondish lady with a cat. Okay, I can see that. My life. <laughs> <laughs> a pretty blonde lady with a cat. I mean, I'm down for that. Uh, <laughs> I am incorrigible, my friend. I know. I see you not like shaking your head in the. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to look up some of the definitions for these things. Okay, so then, uh, my power, which is uh, I don't know what that means, but the card that came up is a guy like praying to a whole bunch of floating cups or something. Um, okay. Then the effect that I have on others, it's a whole bunch of flying sticks. Uh, okay. okay. And then the hopes and fears. It's some person that's been impaled by like 20 swords or something. Okay. <laughs> but that one's upside down. Okay. And the last card that we're gonna see today is uh, this guy over here. And it's the King of Wands. Which is like some like serious looking dude sitting on the throne holding a big stick like a like a scepter or something okay okay so that is the final picture of all the cards put together okay you know for the video on youtube and that'll be the end of that clip on youtube and then i will go ahead and take a picture for you my friend right now okay i looked up the the, the what the card means for the devil like when it's reversed yeah and it says releasing limiting beliefs exploring dark thoughts and detachment but it's upside down, so it's reversed. No, so like that's what it means as reversed. Oh, okay. If it were if it were upright, it's shadow self, attachment, addiction, restriction, and sexuality. Okay. So if it's upside down, it it means what, I'm sorry? Uh releasing limiting beliefs, exploring dark thoughts, and detachment. Huh. So it could be you're opening up your mind or something. Hmm, interesting. I don't know about exploring dark thoughts, but detachment could be detachment about maybe something bad. I don't know. Let me see. <laughs> well, I'll tell you off camera because I think I have an idea what that is. Okay. But um, I don't want to say anything because it might be <laughs> sens <laughs> sensitive information. But uh, yeah, okay. so as far as the YouTube clip goes, that'll be the end of that. So I'm going to turn the camera off. Thank you guys for watching this YouTube video on this. If you have any comments, questions, suggestions about what this might mean, by all means, uh, reach out to us and share that with us in the comment box uh, or in the many ways you have of reaching out to us. So that'll be the end of that. For that, we are still going to keep going though for the discussion of this. I'm reading the, the in-depth uh, explanation. It says, uh -huh. the reverse double card can often appear when you are on the verge of a breakthrough or an up-leveling. You are being called to your highest potential, but first you must let go of any unhealthy attachments or limiting beliefs that may hold you back. Often when you are called to something more, you must deal with your shadows before you can step into this new version of yourself. It may be an addiction, unhealthy relationships, or a disengaging career. Let go of fear and release any self-imposed limiting beliefs standing in the way of your growth. It's, it is easier than you realize. The reverse devil calls on you to confront your inner fears and anxieties and to free yourself from the chains that bind you to your limiting beliefs and unhealthy attachments. Eliminate the things that you know are harmful to you or your and your inner psyche. It may be about creating a healthier diet, watching less television, quitting smoking, spending more time with your loved ones, or focus, focusing more on your goals. 
take this opportunity to bring about positive change in your life by staying focused on the ultimate goal of freedom. The devil reverse can also appear when you are going into your deepest, darkest places, whether or not you are ready. When you take this path consciously, you do so with strength, confidence, and courage. You seek to understand your innermost shadows so you can either release them or integrate them in your life in a more constructive way. When you do it unconsciously or with resistance, it can be very confronting as you may begin to realize you are very different from who you thought you were. You may enter a period of anxiety or depression or experiencing dark thoughts you struggle to understand. If this resonates, then please seek out a trained therapist to help you work through this time. The reverse devil may also be a sign that you are hiding your deepest, darkest self from others, keeping it a secret. You may have thoughts, fantasies, addictions, or habits that you don't want others to know because you feel embarrassed or ashamed, but sometimes holding on to the secrets can contribute to a growing level of guilt and you may feel a sense of relief if you can share your darker self with at least one trusted individual. There's also a need to accept who you are and forgive yourself for the thoughts you have. Of course, if you are, okay, again, the help thing. Um, finally, the devil reversed invites you to practice the Buddhist principles of detachment, a state in which you overcome your attachment to the desire for things, people, or concepts in the world and free yourself from any restrictions. It doesn't mean you don't care for people or things, you release your dependence on them. You may also find that a cord cutting visualiz visualization helps to release any unhealthy attachments to others, especially when the devil reversed appears in the uh, tarot reading. Huh. So that's what it is about that one. Yeah. That all sounds okay. very interesting and it's hitting close to home. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Um, I'm not really ashamed. I mean, like, I mean, I drink a lot. And <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't, you know, honestly, I shouldn't because I mean, it, it's just not a healthy thing. Okay. Um, but I mean, I, I've cut down quite a bit since my younger days. I mean, I'm in my mid thirties already, but uh, I, I indulge myself. I mean, it helps me relax. I, I do it every now and then, maybe three times a week, four times a week sometimes. Okay. So it's not every day, but I think that might be where that's that, you know that I need to kind of cut down on that stuff because it's just not good for me. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't get wasted drunk anymore. Right? At least uh -huh. I, I try not to. But I mean, I, I'll have you know three, four beers a night here and there. Uh, so that might be what it might be referring to as far as me having like dark secrets or, or um, because I mean I, I don't turn violent or rude when I'm drunk I just actually get really mellow <laughs> uh -huh. but I mean it, it's just not a good habit to have like like realistically like it's not something that you should do very often you know so of course mm -hmm. I'm not gonna be here and, and you know stand on a soapbox and tell everyone to lead a healthy life or a life or whatever because that's up to all of you guys but in my case yeah i mean i've been told that i need to cut back and I, i've had instances where, where i've you know <laughs> not very pleasant instances where i've been drunk and stuff has happened so mm -hmm. and by that i mean i've had incidents where like i, I fall asleep at the wheel or <laughs> you know stuff like that so so that's not very 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 good for anybody Anyways, I mean, uh, yeah, just to conclude this segment, which has gone on quite a bit, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, just, just to finish this real quick, I want to say that, yeah, if anybody in the audience has any experience or any opinions or any interpretations of this picture that we'll post on our social media, please, by all means, mm -hmm. do contact us. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
Okay, Monica, so uh, we are now in the point in which we have reached uh, another one of my favorite parts of the podcast, mm-hmm. which is the Know Thine Enemy. Now, uh, oh, I guess we'll get to this in a minute, but let's just go about this the way that we normally do. Okay. Uh, the enemy, or the enemies in this case, I have labeled them as the ghosts of Connecticut. <laughs> 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 I know, I, 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 I'm going to win a... a so original. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a Nobel Prize for creativity there. Uh, right. I changed humanity uh, <laughs> for the better. Uh, so their classification, which uh, would be spectral demonic or supernatural, according to my uh, much heralded, uh, you know, talked about in, in, in academic circles, the, <laughs> the system. That's, ca- the, that's, the, that's the word of the day, Her- heralded. Yeah, heralded, because, you know. Nice. I am a nerd, and I'm already kind of drunk, so... Um, <laughs> so yeah, in, in my system classification, that, that would be spectral demonic or supernatural because they're ghosts, you know? Yes. Um, their origin or backstory... Um, the seance says, I mean, that's, that's pretty much... Uh, their origin is basically that they are the spirits that used to inhibit the bodies these guys, like, desecrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all their writing and the removal of the eyelids and stuff like that. Uh, that's their origin, pretty much. I mean, if these guys hadn't done that to them, or this man specifically, uh, Ramsey, mm-hmm. if he hadn't done that, these people would have just been able to rest in peace, you know? Exactly. So basically, uh, I think where we discussed that the reason why he did that is because he wanted to amplify the powers of the medium Jonah. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, what do you think their goal was? The goal of the, the ghost of the ghost of Connecticut. I mean, to be released, they wanted to rest. So, because did they did they even really hunt anybody? Well, I was gonna get to that in a minute, but yeah. Okay. Um, I agree with you. I think their motivation is is to be set free. They want to be released. Yeah. And I think they want that bad enough that they'll do anything they have to do mm-hmm. to accomplish that for themselves. Uh, even if that means tormenting people, if that means like, you know, haunting them, quote unquote, if that mm-hmm. means like, you know, uh, yeah. inflicting harm in them, like they, at, at some point, I think they actually draw all those strange symbols in the body of the teenager of Matt, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, at some point they, they do that to him. So how do we know these guys are around? Do you remember anything from the movie that, that points out to their presence? I can't remember. Uh, I mean, basically all that I that I was able to find or, or that I wrote in my notes is that just strange noises around the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some some uh, disturbances with the ele- the electric system, like the lights, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Once again, the writing on on the guy's skin. Yeah. And sometimes they would actually manifest themselves, like they they would kind of like let themselves be seen by you. Well, there was that one ghost that was hunting the the, the guy, right? The main kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think at one point, I don't think the little girl saw her saw the ghost, but the little girl was playing with the dolls, and there was like a ghost right behind her. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know that was a little creepy. Uh, yeah. Powers and abilities. Uh, I want to say that they had like poltergeist like powers. I mean, they they threw the place on the floor, like you know, I guess they were setting up oh, for yeah. dinner in one scene, mm-hmm. and the place kind of fell on their own. Uh, they 
kind of give nightmarish visions to Matt, the teenager. Yeah. He has all these uh, strange dreams about them. Mm-hmm. And then at some point, they actually try to kill the, the girl, right, with, in the, with the shower curtain. Oh, right. They try to suffocate her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Wendy. Wendy. Yeah, the, the yeah. older girl. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they try to kill her by, like, I guess, strangling her with a shower curtain, whatever you call it. Yeah. Uh, weaknesses of the ghosts of Connecticut. I think it just had to be fire because, I mean, technically, I mean, if, if we base it off of every other movie and show about ghosts and stuff, you have to burn the bones and the bodies to release the ghosts. Mm, I like guess. It has to be that or, like, yeah, because... I, I don't remember the explanation for it, but I think that's that's the default way of, like, releasing ghosts. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, fire is, is definitely a weakness for them. And mm-hmm. also, uh, the spiritual remains of Jonah, the medium. Yeah. Because when, when the priest removes the remains, thinking that, hey, you know, once I take this out of the house, you guys will be okay. Mm-hmm. And then he's driving, and he he sees Jonah in his backseat. He realizes, hey, I I just took the only protection these people had away from them. Yeah. You know. So uh, Jonah was trying his best to keep all those like you know, tens or tens mm-hmm. or even hundreds of spirits at bay. You know. Yeah. So, uh, what is your opinion of the ghosts of Connecticut as villains? Are they even villains? What do you say? In a way, they are because they're terrorizing, I guess, the, the family. But in another way, I think they're just trying to, like, get some peace and escape. Like, they were held there against their will, you know, by that doctor, by Ramsey. So I don't blame them. And I think the reason why they were doing all those things, like, I mean, if I, if I look at it from a ghost perspective, um, is... They were trying to get attention too, you know, to have people actually look into things and maybe find a way to help them. They were asking for help, is how I see it. The question that I would want to ask is, if somebody wrongs you uh-huh. in a significant enough way, and you feel like, hey, I'm going to get back at this person because this person hurt me, mm-hmm. in a way that, you know, it, it made a, a significant impact on my life. Speaking at from a human point of view, you know, like, like a, a human perspective, yeah. I guess. Not as a ghost like you, because I'm not that uh, metaphysical. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, uh, I mean, just in general, I mean, if, let's say somebody steals your car, you know, or, mm-hmm. or something like that. Or, I don't want to say anything too serious, but, you know, somebody harms a loved one, you know. Yeah. And you're going to feel, hey, you know what, I need to get back to this person somehow. Because yeah, I think... That is kind of built into all of us, you know, Mm -hmm. on some level. I think we all have the urge to, hey, I know this person hurt my my family or they stole my car or they whatever. You're going to feel like, hey, I I need to, like, punch this person in the face at least, you know, just kind of get some sort of release, you know, like some some Mm -hmm. sort of closure. That, up to a point, that can be, I guess, a normal reaction, you know, like a normal feeling. Carrying it out is a whole different other thing, you know. Yeah, uh, but I think all of us would feel, hey, I-, I need to do something to get back at this person, you know. So, and in the case of the ghosts, I mean, well, before we get to that, would that make you a villain if you were to like punch the guy that stole your car in the face? Like, I mean, I mean <laughs> in the eyes of the law, you would face, yeah. you would face like assault charges. Yeah, but you, <laughs> you had. Know? 
you but in in our perspective it's like you you were within your right because somebody screwed you over uh-huh so you're just getting justice right i would agree with you i mean so my, my point that i'm trying to get that to is is this guy ramsey um mm -hmm. uh, like stole all these bodies he desecrated them you know he did all these rituals stole mm -hmm. their eyelids you know wrote all these strange symbols on their skin so their spirits could be could be bound to the house yeah i think i would give them <laughs> every right to hey let's get back at whoever is or, or, or let's do whatever we can because they killed them you know yeah but see they it would have been i would understand if the rage and the terrorization or whatever was directed towards Ramsey, not random people that are living in the house. Mm -hmm. Because how are they at fault for what happened to them? Well, what happened is, I think, once they killed Ramsey, and the people that were there with him, uh, they were like, uh, how do we get out of here? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. So I'm thinking when that seance happened and Ramsey died and everybody that was there died uh i think they weren't a little bit too far with their their vengeance uh-huh mm -hmm. because right. basically Ramsey and Jonah you know were the only ones that could have helped them to actually like pass on properly to, uh -huh. to the next realm or life uh so i think they might have gotten a little bit carried away <laughs> you know, uh, with their vengeance, and and it's like uh, now they had to find a way, like you said earlier, to to kind of get attention from somebody to find a way for them to be released. Yeah. You know, so um, I don't know if you have any final thoughts about this or any other things going through your mind concerning the ghosts of Connecticut. I think what they were trying to do was just kind of like, well, yeah, find a way out, and the only way to do it was to get the attention of these people the only way they knew how was to scare the crap out of them <laughs> um so yeah because hey man if if scaring a little kid is the only way that i'm gonna get to heaven oh man. Eh, sorry kid trust i would do the same <laughs> you're, yeah. gonna, you're gonna crap your pants a couple times but i mean mm -hmm. you'll, be, you'll be fine <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> so uh on the scare meter uh how many skulls do the ghosts of connecticut get Let's go with four. Four? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to give this guys a three. So uh, okay. I, mean, uh, I guess we're along the same line of thinking, you know? I was going to say three, but I was like, eh, maybe a little generous. I'm going to do four. <laughs> you're, feeling, <laughs> you're feeling in a good movie because of the good week you've been having. Oh, yeah. It's been amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, three and four divided by two averages to a three and a half skulls out of uh, ten in the scare meter for these guys. Wait. Alright, so having said all that, we are going to conclude our podcast in the next segment. Okay, so once again, I want to thank everybody that made it all the way to this point in our podcast episode tonight. Um, I do have some shout-outs. Um, 
Okay, so in the beginning, I spoke about the Shudder streaming service. Mm-hmm. Specifically mentioned the, the film Host with that whole uh, drive-in interactive situation that they have going on in a few select theaters throughout the country. Uh, and I, I brought that up specifically <laughs> because uh, the producer, writer, director of, of that film, uh, Mr. Rob Savage, actually uh, liked and retweeted one of our tweets. <laughs> Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so thank you, sir. Uh, I haven't <laughs> seen your film. I, I don't know any of your work, but uh, I appreciate your your confidence, your, your vocal confidence, your uh, support, you know. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank another random European person for listening to us. Nice. <laughs> we'll go week, Europe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week it was the Irish guy. This week it was somebody in the UK. So somebody Thanks. in England, uh, you know, they, they took the time to listen to one of our episodes, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I want to say that we're ready to conquer Europe. Monica, I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down. I think we are well on our way to uh, conquer the old continent, as we call it back you know, in. in... <laughs> so yeah, by all means, if you guys are out there anywhere, anywhere in the world that's not in the U.S., you know, uh, Thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Uh, share, like, subscribe, comment, suggest. You know, we are here. If you don't like something, that's okay. We know we're not getting hurt as long as you're polite. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, because th- this is a-, a new format. If you just join us, if this is the first time you listen to us, this is like a slightly different format for us, and we're going to keep changing a few things that I want to keep in the dark for now. Okay. But uh, yes, uh, thank you guys for listening. You know, we really anywhere in the world that you are, whether it's Ireland, the UK, the US, Mexico. You know, thank you very much. We really do appreciate this, and it motivates us to keep working on this. Yes. Uh, we are approaching the end of the season, uh, so there really isn't a hint about the next episode because what are we doing the next episode, Monica? Well, we're doing a little um, a medley of stories. Uh-huh. So basically, every guest that we've had up to this point, uh, we asked them off the air to share mm-hmm. uh, any supernatural stories or encounters they might have experienced. Mm-hmm. And so we compiled all those for you guys. And since we're not going to have one for our host tonight, I think we're going to include the one I, I mentioned about my dream. Okay. But the dream that I had. Uh, it wasn't any specific, like, nightmare dream, but I thought it was pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it dealt with a something higher than me <laughs> you know so uh yeah i mean we're gonna do that next time so hopefully you guys enjoy that uh we're gonna give our opinions on, on each story at the end of it it's gonna be a brief collect i mean the collection is maybe like four or five stories but mm-hmm. you know we'll, we'll kind of give a brief opinion on each after they're done or after you guys are finished listening to them so uh do you have any shout outs monica or any final thoughts before we leave our audience beef for tonight just to Edgar, don't forget my tamales. Um, he's visiting <laughs> home, so uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> we'll see you soon. <laughs> oh, and before I forget, actually, I want to thank your sister too because uh, she wrote to us on on the Insta page. Oh, nice. And she's the one that suggested, hey, let, why don't you guys incorporate video into your podcast? I mean, that might actually help with your exposure. And thank you. <laughs> so. Uh, that's why I had this idea, but since our guest couldn't make it tonight, mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Let me make a clip of me just drawing some tarot cards and see what happens, you know? 
Okay. So, uh, thank you, Monica's sister. I forgot your name. Sorry. Thank you, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but uh, thank you for suggesting that because that helped me to think on the spot for tonight. So, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. So, having said that, uh, we are almost done with the first season, like I said earlier. Uh, next episode will be the last of the first season. And after mm-hmm. that, I think we have some interesting surprises for you guys along the way. All right. So, have a great evening, night morning uh hopefully not morning sickness uh as you're listening to this but until then have a great one and we'll see you next time bye